Welcome to the Knock On, KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Johnny Tobin from Tuller Rugby Club, James Blanchfield from Kilkenny Rugby Club and Tom Crotty from Carlow Rugby Club. We chat about an awful lot, including pre-season training and the slow start of the season. No South East Cup this year. The lads said it should be prioritised. Numbers available to teams, players in and out, rebuilding teams after COVID, youths leaving the clubs for the bright lights of Dublin. No feeder schools rugby in Kilkenny. How Kilkenny hurler Adrian Mullen could be playing for Leinster if he's stuck at the rugby. Sorting out the seasons between sports, rugby, soccer and GAA. Can they sort out a calendar and work together? And we talk about Leinster underage teams with big local representation. So full house this evening. We've no more room on the screen. We can't get anyone else in, but we've got the three local rugby clubs uh, or members of... All three, Carlo, Kilkenny and Tullow tonight um, to have a chat all things rugby and what's going on. We're in a bit of a quiet time at the moment, I suppose, in terms of internationals, provincial, all that stuff. The clubs got their pre-seasons sort of off to a start last weekend. We'll talk about that in a minute. But there's plenty of other stuff going on as well. Johnny Tobin is to my left. Uh, from Tuller Rugby Club, of course, he's he's here every week with Chris Pym, uh, chatting all things rugby, and of course keeping an eye on the lines. Last time we were talking to James Blanchfield from Kenny Rugby Club as well. James, how's things? Good, thanks, Stephen, and good to be on with me two compatriots from across the border. Oh, we're looking forward to playing the crack across the across the the um the next couple of months anyway when the season really gets into full swing. And the Carlo Rugby Club president Tom Crotty is with us as well. How are you, Tom? Not too bad, Stephen. Thanks a million. Congratulations! Absolutely, and congratulations on your recent appointment as well. Fair play. Uh, thank you very much. Absolutely, it's going to be a good season. Yeah, absolutely. So, lads. Um, We'll, we'll go around in circles. Plenty of stuff going on, um, but we're in pre-season, of course. Um, that's where it's at. Um, Johnny, what's the crackdown in Tullow at the moment um, with lads uh, just running the guts out of them at the moment, I presume? Morris Lowe wouldn't be a man for running the guts out of lads <laughs> now, to be fair. <laughs> no, um, it's been good. It's been a slow start, I suppose, like every other club. The GAA, has, um, they got their last year's season finished and now they're starting this season, so... We're in a bit of a huddle at the minute with that, but look, lads are getting back to training, numbers are improving. I think the Colin O'Shea Cup maybe was a month too early for, for us anyway. I don't know about the other two lads, but definitely for us. Um, but no, it's good. Uh, numbers are improving at training, energy is good and attitude is good. So all things positive at the minute, thank God. Absolutely. What about you, James? How's things down in Kilkenny? Yeah, things are going well, in fairness now. Kind of was like that, like Johnny said, it was a slow start, but GA is not really having a major impact on us as of yet. Probably will in the next few weeks, but numbers are really good at training. Um, you know, Dave O'Connor, Stevie Ashmore, and and the crew there. There's we nearly have more coaches than JJ Cavan now at the moment. But um, <laughs> you know, it's great. There's good numbers there. Still lads to come back. You know, so Liam Caddy was a play away in the states last week playing international sevens with Barbados and. Wes Carter's building a new house at the moment. Gary Dunn hasn't been back. So there's a lot to do. So there's still a huge amount of first-team regulars to come back. But by and large, by and large, things are looking good. Lost a couple of players, but that's to be expected every year, you know. Yeah, of course, absolutely. The GA side of stuff as well takes up a lot. The Carlo Ireland Championship has been run off at the moment, Johnny, but the football is after that, so that'll run right into October and everything, which will have a, a knock-on effect there as well. And as James was saying, the Kilkenny uh, leagues will kick off now in the next couple of weeks and straight on into October and November. Tom, how's things going in Carlo for you at the moment? 
not too bad. Um, lads are back training. Their numbers are a bit, bit, bit lower than other years, but I think that's because of COVID and, and we are affected a bit by GA. We have a lot of uh, younger players and a few of the lads still playing GA at the moment. So um, they're out in their club, cha- coming into their club championships. So we're going to struggle a little bit with them, but at least they're back training. Uh, coaches are on board and um, we just finished our summer camp, which was brilliant. We had over 100 kids at it and uh, the youths are starting back training next week. So roll, all on a roll. Um, the Colum O'Shea Cup lads was introduced a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was unveiled anyway as a pre-season cup. Um, Johnny Tullo played C point in that, but as you were saying, just a bit too, a couple of weeks too early, maybe for the lads. Just you know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't um, look at. It, I would have liked it in a couple of weeks' time, but I wouldn't yeah. change anything about it either. It was good learning curve for the lads. There was thirty-one minutes played before any score, like. I don't know whether that's a really bad attack or really good defence, but um, <laughs> we, we go with the really good defence side of things and the Astro turf as well. Um, but no, it was good. Like it was 26 14, it finished. That team that went out on Saturday for us had never played together. Any of them, like there was a complete mixed bag of lads there. Some youth, some some well experienced fellas too. Louis Kilkine, uh, a few of the other lads that are still hanging on. Um, <laughs> But like it was good, and it's good to get a blowout. So look at it, it blows off a bit of cobwebs, gets that back to it. it hasn't been a game in about 15, 16 months. So uh, we have a couple of friendlies lined up before our first round of the league. So it's good, and it's great that we're able to go watch a rugby match again and stand on the sidelines and shout and roar and chat the RTS. <laughs> I don't doubt you, Kelly. I don't doubt you when oh, it comes yeah. to shouting and roaring anyway. <laughs> You'd be right beside uh, me, Blanche. <laughs> um, James, you were up against Monkstown. You came away with a loss there as well, but yeah. it's probably the same boat as Johnny, really. And we were, we were. Look, we were missing a good few numbers, and like that, like Tuttle, it was a mixed bag of fellas being in. You know, there was some first team regulars, some lads who were under eighteen last year, some lads who were second, some lads who were thirds. You know, so I suppose again, like that, the main objective was just to get bodies back out in the field and get people in competitive rugby. You know, um, mm-hmm. that was important. It was six six all at half time, played in absolutely atrocious conditions. I mean, the rain was coming in sideways for eighty for, for eighty five minutes. It was pure drudgery. It was it, it, I wasn't there, but all reports were saying it was just horrible, horrible, horrible conditions. Hard to play rugby. But look at we got the rust knocked off, we got the we got a few rusty edges knocked off. So you know, going forward now, it'd be great if the Southeast could be played. That's one of the big things. Like, yeah. there's there's no mention of the Southeast this year, which is disappointing because, you know, it's a tournament that probably hasn't been prioritised in previous years, and it's something that needs to get back. You know, when you look at the whole C Cup, like that's a that that's a big achievement for clubs to win up in the Midlands, and you know, we're probably trying to get the Southeast back on that level. So from that perspective, it's disappointing that that's not being played this year. Mm-hmm. But like back to Monkstown last Saturday, there was a lot of young fellas. Blooded two under eighteens made their made their made their bow with the um, with the lads, and um, a lot of players to come back in. So you know, hopefully, come league time, there will be a few challenge matches, and there there, there might be a couple of a training camps and stuff like that planned. But hopefully, come league time, then that um, the rust is fully knocked off, and you're you're ready to get going and kind of pick up where we left off last year because. We had the ideal start to the league last year, beating Ashbourne at home in, a, in an absolute unbelievable one of the best games of rugby I, I've ever seen at Fugstown last year. And disappointing then that the pin was pulled on the season. So we just hope we can bring that momentum back into back into the back into the start of the Leinster League soon enough. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. You were penciled in for a match in the Colum O'Shea, but it never came to 
came to pass. What happened there? Well, I'd say, like Johnny said, it was uh, a bit early, a bit early to be going up the, going up the motorway to Ashburn. Um, mm -hmm. We had just a lot of it was a lot of chaos between injuries and I say with the with the GAA, but um, just missing people in key positions, so it wasn't really it wasn't a place for us to go. Um, I think if it had been the southeast and local, yeah, probably mm -hmm. we would have had a team. We wouldn't have cared. You would have put a team out, um, mm -hmm. you know, whether it was Hull or Kilkenny. I think it is. I, th I think they are fixtures coming up with the Southeast. It has to be drawn yet, but it should have been. Like, uh, my opinion would it should have been the Southeast first. Yeah. And, and get yeah. teams out locally. And, because you don't mind banging heads across the border and you oh, no. lads know each other. And if you lose or whatever, it's experience, it's getting lads on the pitch. But to try and drag them to Dublin at this stage of the year, not a, not a place yeah. to go. You know, if we had been home, we could have dragged the team out, but yeah. to drag him to Dublin, not a hope, you know. Just it's just pity, but hopefully now we'll get a few games, trying to get a few friendlies and stuff before it starts. And and is the Colin O'Shea now? Is that going to be set in stone for those dates every year, lads? Is now, or is it? Uh, you know, are they going to try and work the Saudis in there somewhere, or is there any clarification mm -hmm. on any of that stuff? Nothing no, I don't, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any clarification. I don't know whether I think. I don't think a lot of clubs will go for it. I hope. Well, I hope not. That they will just allow your local leagues to become more important again, mm. and uh, get that over and done with before we hit the you know before we hit the Leinster League. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Leinster League is coming up in a couple of weeks, lads. Um, uh, plenty of training, pre-season, and that of course to be done in 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 before any of that sort of stuff. Um, but generally, um, as you were saying, Johnny Tullo be good enough shape going into that as well, and especially with a couple of rounds into it, you'll get the GA lads back and all that and. Team. Yeah, so that's a better better look at what's happening anyway. Yeah, you'd imagine. So we're unfortunate at the minute. Um, we've a lot of lads with a lot of personal things going on too. Like um, our last year's captain Aho, he's um, retired unfortunately from playing the game. Well, uh, he's he's earned his retirement. He's been brilliant for us since he came over. Uh, fantastic person, fantastic club man, and and an, an excellent rugby player. But we also have lads like likes of Kyle Hambridge, their young family starting out. Um, Frank Murphy the same, William Canavan moving down to Cork. Um Willie Cass after starting a young family there as well, building a house. So it's the we're in a transition period, I suppose, at the minute trying to blood in a couple of young lads as well as keep on the experience head. But definitely come Mullingar game on the nineteenth September we'll be we should be right by then. Even off the pitch, Johnny, Willie Canavan's going to be a loss to Tolo though. A massive, massive you know, loss. You know, Willie since we're since we're young fellas now, and you know he he he's died in the wool like he's a, he's yeah. going to be a huge loss to rugby even in the southeast. Yeah, no, he's 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 a, he's a great guy, um, great friend of mine personally as well. He was meant to take over the eighteen girls southeast team this year, and actually stepped into that role myself. Um, he's always glad you can pick up on the phone, just have a chat with him. I was in texting about an hour ago, sending me pictures of his new school. He's down in Bandon Grammar School, so. Hopefully that goes well for Will. Um, no doubt he'll be successful anywhere he goes. Uh, Munster's game, definitely. 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 Yeah. I agree with that one, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. James, I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago about, um, uh, you know, you were getting into a good place last year before COVID. Um, yeah. The team, everything was sort of coming together right. Um, you know, you had Doc back involved and everything like that from a coaching point of view, and then bang, it's all gone. Mm -hmm. How how do you how do you see stuff going at the moment by the time you hit Leinster League? Yeah, look, I think it'd be well. There's a couple of a couple of problematic positions. I think every club has the same issue when it comes to tight head. 
any tight head worth his salt is getting offers from senior clubs. You know, we've lost our we've lost our tight head of the last ten years uh, through no fault of anybody other than the fact that he's relocating. Well, he has relocated up to live in um, up at the Cooley Peninsula. He's gotten married up there. Simon O'Shea came through the youth system with us. Leinster, he played Leinster Juniors, Leinster Youths, all that jazz. But he actually played with us last season and the season before while he was living up up in the Cooley Peninsula. It's just become too much for him. So he's, I think he's transferring either to Dundalk or something like that, but he's probably good enough to go and play AIL with Balna Hinch. Um, other, go- like other guys probably have to lose in the second row, but we're getting somebody in there after gaining a hooker or after losing a, co- a couple of backs. So do you know what? These things swings around about, you know, yeah. you lose one, you get one, you lose one, you get one. So, you know, we're, we're, we're probably in a reasonably good position, but Tighthead is the place where we're most concerned at the moment. Like Doc, Steve, Ray Pembroke, you know, the coaching team, John Buckley, Eamon, Eamon Dooley. They're like, you know, there's a lot of enthusiasm there for the season ahead. We genuinely felt last year was a year where we where we had a big opportunity in the league. Just, you know, the hope the hope is, is that we could pick that pick that traction and that culture up and that, you know, there's a really strong culture, really strong buzz, really strong buzz amongst amongst that senior rugby group. In Kilkenny at the moment, and Tom Yee and Stevie up in Carlow for two or three years. You can see everywhere Steve goes, he brings a buzz with him. People buy into what he's about and what he's doing. We're very lucky to have him back. You know, he's settled in Kilkenny, he's getting married to a local girl here. You know, he's probably now Kilkenny, Kilkenny is his club, hopefully forever. And you know, we're very lucky to have him. And he brings a lot of a lot of knowledge, but how he squeezes what he does into the few hours a day that he has surplus outside of work to commit to rugby or doing stats or doing something it's great so look at it's not this year it'll be from what well, i'm trying to get this from the coaching ticket there will be no stone unturned from the coaches from the club from director rugby jermac to to give the first and seconds every opportunity to succeed this year how you measure success this year it's probably up in the air last year we would have measured success by by bringing a trophy of some description back you know it's still hard to gauge so far but fingers crossed that uh there will be some silverware coming back this year, but it's not all about silverware readers, but building for the future as well and looking down through through the club at the youth systems as well and what's going on there. That's it. And Tom, um, how's things in, in Carlo? You're at the man at the helm now as well, so you've a, a big job ahead of you, particularly coming in after a COVID year. Yeah, it's it's um it's a really kind of strange, strange year and, and trying to get the like this time last year we would have had it was forty five, I think, training. Um, you know, or before, well, before COVID hit, we had like 45 in the summer in the pre-season. Um, we were looking to field three teams, whereas at the moment, you know, you were just trying to get your first team out and trying mm. to get the, first, the lads back training. Um, like if Corey Carty's still coaching, we have Jeff, we've got good news. We have Jeff Carter back in as a forward coach just uh, once a week. Huh? The boss man. <laughs> The boss man, yeah, the boss man is back. Uh, I know, look, Jeff is a, a super character. We had him for um, the year that COVID came in and we were we were delighted with him, you know, and the lads were delighted because they were learning so much. He's a uh, super knowledge um, of scrummaging and line-outs and, and line-out play. Um, but he came, he's back in once a week, so I have to thank Derek Cole for that. A lot, a lot of persuading with him to get him back over the border. Um, we have, we've lost a few players. The same as every every club um, gained a few, but there's um, no. I just feel there's an awful drain at the moment from from youths leaving at eighteen, heading to Dublin. 
Uh, and my view, the personal view, I think professional rugby has destroyed our club game a little bit because we're yeah. so concentrating, such a concentration on the pathway. <laughs> but it's a pathway to playing for Leinster, which only so many people are going to get that pathway. And we're mm-hmm. sort of forgetting about uh, the little clubs down the country here who have to uh, survive week in, week out. And it's very tough. We're, not, we're, not, we're not getting the players through, you know, and it's hard enough as it is, people. They're, you're up against every sort of sport now. You have lads just want to go to the gym three or four times a week and look good. You have lads doing cycling, triathlons. There's so much different sport that wasn't there a couple of years ago, really being pushed. So, you know, you have to fight your own corner. I just think at the moment, uh, all the clubs need to start looking at how we can, as a group of people, retain players that hit 18 and suddenly are gone to the Clontars, the uh, Lansdowns and these. It's a tricky one, Tom, because you'd, you'd kind of wish them well, but well, you would, you'd wish the young lads well, but it's still a struggle for you. Like we've two young lads gone to Clontafter this year. Uh, Connor Duffy and Jack Anlin. They were Leinster 18s the year before COVID. Connor was actually the captain and Jack was top try scorer. You'd, you'd love to see them getting successful, but at the same time, you'd love to see them wearing your own club jersey, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah we're their heads are being turned, like, you know? Like, yeah. recently, we, we had a young fella, and look at Johnny, you and I, when we were coaching against each other, he was on that team on our side. You know, and he's, he's an absolute fantastic rugby player, but question was put to him recently will you come to us and he goes i can't really i'm getting too much money where i am like you know and it's, it, it is take yeah. it's taken away from from junior rugby and what is yeah. the, the grassroots of the game really isn't it well yeah. we can't compete we can't compete with the scholarship no. it, like you know um you have uh minute who are able to give it you know it's not a it's a you get scholarships a certain amount of money you get your gym membership you get but you get your you're getting accommodation which is mm. massive for kids that's the big part uh, it's a huge turner, and if you were in Dublin and somebody says, "Well, oh, you can ha- we have a room in house for you," like that's so a saving uh, anywhere between five thousand and seven thousand or nine thousand euro. Yeah, you know, so you yeah, can't. Spend, how do you compete? Mm. Absolutely, this is the problem we don't. You see, this is the problem. You know, my own young fella's going. He's going to college somewhere, and he's going to play. T- all he wants to do is play twenties. Yeah, you so know, he's full front row in Lansdowne. He's gone. Yeah, you do actually. We've seen and Lansdowne, yeah. Yeah, but sure, young Mahal was playing in, yeah. he was playing with the IT and getting, uh, and getting, driving up and down to Dublin. Yeah. You know? Conan, we've Conan Dunn there and Tristram Dyer. Yeah. You know? I actually met Conan there today, actually. His younger brother was yeah. on the South East team there today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard, like, you know, but what do you do? You just have to work with the resources you have. And, yeah. You know, and it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult. Like me and Johnny know each other from coaching, and but for me, the objective always was get these young fellas through to play senior rugby with your club, like with Kenny, and that was what I always harped on to them. But yeah. you know, it is heartbreaking then when you see them walking away, as well. You know, and some of them just some of the good, some of the best players that I coach at underage level aren't playing anymore. There's something systemically wrong there that they're stepping away from the game as well. Yeah, it's mad. I was actually looking at it the other day, James. The team I coached against you that time, there's actually only two guys off my 29 person mm. squad playing for Tullow, playing rugby. Mm. Actually, even even better yeah, one. I think, we, I, think we, I think we, off that team, we have Jack Walsh, Michael Shockensey, Robert Boyd, Ty Butler. I think, I think five, if not six mm. of them, actually have gone through to play adult rugby, which doesn't sound like many, but it's a good return. Like, yeah, we had two. <laughs> so, yeah, we, yeah. 
Yeah, we were the same. But some, of those, was... some of those guys are playing adult senior rugby in Dublin now, Johnny, aren't they? Ours not. Two. No. Still okay. Of that team. Right. Sorry to have uh, spoke over yeah. you there. No, we were, we were, like, uh, I coached, we coached the team through. They, they won all the, did the treble. They won Leinster, won Southeast, and uh, won the cup at 18s. And of that team, I think there is five. There's about five actually playing rugby. That's a panel of uh, over the two years that they won so many things that a panel, there could have been a panel of maybe 30, 35. And I'd say if there's if there's there's not even 10 playing rugby. And I'd say half of them aren't even playing sport. Yeah. Well, but so, James, I think what you're thinking of, James, is the second year team of that one. So that would be the Dara Murphy, Killian Redmond. They're... Their lands down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be the second year team of that. But the first year team that we played would have been just like two of them playing. Killian's actually wow. gone over to London Irish at the moment for a trial over there. Um, Dara and Killian are up in lands down. Huh? Who started that trial for? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Some, some fella they call the tank or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of the from the Cox, is it? <laughs> it wouldn't be a stone throw from it anyway. Yes, he's even poaching from Tullow. That's terrible. Yeah, he hasn't played Tullow now in a few years, but yeah. We, we actually, I actually got to text him that as well now. Stop poaching. Oh, yeah. Stop poaching from Tullow. So there's a couple of issues there then, lads. Um, lads not continuing on playing rugby. The good lads being, you know, pointing their cars towards Dublin and, uh, um, you know, leave it. Yeah. One of the biggest issues that we have, Stephen, is I think we are one. Kilkenny is one of the only counties in Ireland where there's no schools rugby being played. Kilkenny College are there, but like they're a senior cup team, they're not feeding into the club. Like Toto yeah. Community College, the schools in Carlo are all playing yeah. schools rugby. We are absolutely going up dark alleys and coming up against dark arts in Kilkenny when it comes to <laughs> rugby in schools. It's, it's crazy, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Sure, Kieran would love to have a team. Well, Kieran's Pardon? not love to have a team. Well, Kieran's not love yeah, to have a team. Yeah, absolutely. You can play with a hurling, maybe. <laughs> you know, well, that's the thing. When I was in Kieran's, I was hurling, but I was playing rugby. So we had a we we had a sponsor. We had everything ready to go, and we had a teacher ready to commit to it. And it was kind of not, you know, and just a little bit of a kickback, in the, you know. And it's crazy. So the CBS had a team fifteen years ago. It's 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 hard. And if you look at most of the school, most of the clubs that are really really competing, yeah, they are bigger towns. But look at Gorey, for instance, have a massive community school where there's rugby in it. You know, Wexford yeah. are doing well. Ye Carlo doing well. You know, we're we're probably underage. We're not competing with the Tullos and Carlos at the moment. Yeah, you know, that'd be fair. Yeah, you're getting yeah. coaching in school. You're getting coaching in the club. You know, you're getting more. You're getting more. The more game time is right. hours, More more game time. More contact yeah. hours. You know. We, and still, we still can't get into that big though. You even after, even after Tom Daly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've gone, gone in hands and knees in there. Just not, no. Yeah. You'll never ball. change that, Tom. You'll never no. change that. No. James, like, is are there closet rugby players in Kilkenny that would that you know, is there an appetite for it there, or it's yes. just that it's been shot down in all corners? As you say, the dark yeah. arts are at play. Yeah, there's definite appetite for it. There's absolutely hundred percent appetite for it. Like, if, if you give a young fella or a young girl an opportunity, they'll take it. Girls rugby in Kilkenny has exploded, and the reason it has exploded is because it's in the Loretto Secondary School. They're all playing it, they're all mad to play it, and they're getting rugby. Every day, every every other day in the school, they're coming out to the club. 
our under 18 girls, I think there's about 25 of them. And I think up to 25 and about 17 or 18, 18 of them in the Loretto. Two mm-hmm. years ago, none of them ever picked up a rugby ball. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's and incredible. Here, we, here, here we are now. So, and even, yeah, it, 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 it's like everything. If you give a young fella an opportunity, a young girl an opportunity to try it, you never know there's a hidden gem there somewhere. Yeah, you know? yeah and, absolutely. You know, then it's about finding the balance between 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 playing hurling, playing rugby, playing soccer, whatever it is. Like, Jesus, when I was 18 years of age, I remember playing a hurling match on a Friday night, playing an under 18 rugby match on Saturday. An under twenties rugby match on Saturday evening and a soccer match with Thomastown on Sunday morning. You know, <laughs> and somehow I balanced. I, now, stop now, I would love to see you play soccer. But the point being is, like now, when 15, 20 years ago, it was fine for us all to play four games in a weekend and train all the hours under the sun. We're young, energetic young fellas. But now, you know. No, you can't play another sport if you're playing sport, playing hurling with us or playing soccer with us or playing rugby with us, you know. And, yeah, and that's become you know. really, really big thing in the last couple of years because when yeah. you hear all the stories coming back, we get it in the radio station as well. Um, you know, there's an issue in such and such a club, the one that anyone plays soccer. And if you play soccer, you're not playing GAA and don't come train and all this stuff as well. It's, it's sad as well in a way because you're trying to encourage people just to get off their backsides and just do something. Um, yeah. You know, um, but then you like, you know, you get on to a young lad and he comes training there. Says, "I hear you're playing for such and such a club." Mm-hmm. And says, "Well, you know, you may pick one or the other. Like that's you can't be doing that." Some of the best rugby players I played were inc- are incredible hurlers. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Johnny, remember Adrian Mullen, Kenny captain this year? He was a brilliant centre on the pitch. It was unbelievable. He would have like I would actually say if he say if Adrian Mullen was a hurler for Kenny now, he'd probably be playing under twenties rugby for Leinster, if not Ireland. If he, if, he, if he if he any sport, he he played yeah. top level, really you know, good player. You know, really good John, player. We had John and Connor feeling and Kenny Connor's uh, Kenny selector now. Who's a brilliant rugby player? His brother Connor or John, brilliant rugby player. I think it's very easy to balance them all. lads. just yeah. you know we are we are very smart in rugby. And it's one thing to hand to the IRFU and Lens Rugby is you have a defined start to your season and a defined finish. Right. Only sport in the country yeah. with that. Tell you, season, sports can be sports can be balanced. Tell you a lot of people could learn from that as well, and it drives us cracked here in the radio station because we try and organise live fixtures and coverage and all that stuff. And you're waiting until Wednesday, Thursday for stuff to be fixed. You're like, oh no, we're changing the venue and we're moving it back an hour. And you're like, therefore he has to wash his socks. We have to go an hour later. <laughs> Whereas the rugby, like you said, you know, I'm right, giving out now, lads. I'm finished giving out now. That's my my giving That's out sure, one man. for the day. You feel yeah, better now. Twenty five minutes of giving out, and he's finished. There's a bit, <laughs> of, a bit of therapy in it as well. Go ahead, Tom. You're going to say something there. I know. It just like it just reiterate what James said. Like it's it's the season has seasons have to be sorted somewhere between sports. You know, before we started, when you started, when you started back then, uh, training for rugby, you waited, you had a couple of lads uh, finished out their county championship. You knew we'd have them back before, you know, by October. Then you played the whole way through, and at the end, they waited for the lads to finish, and then they went off. But it's dragged out. Like, the Carlo Under-20 Club Championship is going to be in, in, I think it's November this year. Yeah, like that's just, the six in the middle of November, isn't it? That's that's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, like the hurling is there at the that, moment. Yeah. That's hitting so many sports across. Like why? That, I think that's why kids will give up if you tell kids. Like we're we had up at the summer camp. You know, you're chatting to parents there, 
and some of them never played rugby. They're just up there running around their five-year-olds playing tag or whatever. And we're saying, go play all sorts of sports. You're telling them, like, get in as many sports as you can. Like, yeah. you know, enjoy it. And so don't yeah. let anyone ever tell you you have to play one or the other. Like, just just play the bloody sport. You know, it's it's uh, it's, a ter- it's a terrible pity. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's and that's our fault. We're adults, you know. Children yeah, only do what children the only do what they're told. How many hidden gems are out there that haven't been tapped upon? You know, that aren't playing rugby, that might not be might not even be playing hurling or soccer, they're just not getting exposure to the game. You know, you could have some incredible players out there if they just get that opportunity to have a little bit of exposure and try it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like Mick O'Neill. Uh, Tom, you probably remember Mick O'Neill from Kenny. He ended up playing for Leinster, but like Mick never played rugby in his life until he was 18. Yeah. And he went on. I can't remember who brought him out to rugby talk to Kenny. Within a year, he was gone to gone to Black Rock up at Leinster, you know. You know, what could have happened if Mick had gotten rugby earlier in his life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Sure, um sure. yeah, there's plenty to talk about with that, and that debate will will rumble on, no doubt, for 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 a lot longer. Yeah, and I like I've I've heard the same from the, the they were looking at the change in the junior soccer seasons as well and playing it during the summer and all this. You know, to to try and avoid what you're talking about as well to try and keep seasons separate because they get their players get raided by the GA clubs as well and all that too. Yeah, I think I think soccer doesn't really affect rugby. Maybe I could be mad out here, but if any lad plays soccer at sixteen, seventeen, he's really committed to soccer. He's not committed to rugby. I think it's the it's the overlap of the GEA, but it definitely punishes us more. We don't have anybody that plays soccer and rugby. We have lads that play rugby and hurling rugby or football. We don't. Soccer doesn't affect us as such, uh, especially well, in Tolo anyway, but it's just the GEA. It's like what James said about this defined date. Like, when did it start? When did it finish? It's whenever they feel like it, you know, and that's the, that's the big issue. Like, so we only get a short period of time to play rugby. So we'd love to have all our players participating for the major part. Like, November, December, January, February are the four major, five major months in the rugby season because it's defined what league you're going into. It's your league campaign and then it's your first round of the cup. If you're only getting lads back at the end of November, December, and Tough going. you know, it's, it's hard to balance it. So, yeah. Johnny, just like qualified, and I'm, a, yeah. I, I'm a serious GA and hurling man as well. Like, it's not, this yeah. isn't anti, anti GAA. No, 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 it's not. No, absolutely no. not. No, no, no. It's just that's where, like, no. I was just saying, like, soccer doesn't really. Doesn't really affect us, like what I said the last day. Soccer can play in the summer, they can play in the winter, they can play in the spring. It wouldn't bother us, like it wouldn't affect the club, like you know. Um, it's the GA that would be the Ruby and GA just clash. Um, yeah, you know, that's it. Yeah, I like three kids play play both. They play G, the three them play three them play GA, three them play rugby, mm-hmm. and like you have to make a decision as far as they want to. At times, they're forced to make decisions. Because they'd love to just go play their junior football or intermediate football or senior football, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then go back and go back and play the rugby when it's finished. And as gas after talking to a few of the coaches um on sidelines over the year, GA coaches, they said they love the rugby that's coming back. They love rugby mm-hmm. that's coming in because they bring something different. They bring a yeah. physicality and they bring something and they bring on players that have a different vision than some of the guys who are not playing uh, other sport, you know, sport over the winter. Yeah, absolutely. I think if only us the adults could communicate maybe a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> now we have now we have it, Danny. Just talk to each other and just say, listen, can we have them yeah. in, in April to the end of the season? You can have them in September, October. Yeah. But don't put pressure on the kid because you're going to crumble them. You're going like I had a parent today at the Southeast game. 
it's come up and said, Johnny, what are we going to do when uh, the Southeast moves to Monday nights? He's he's GA on Monday nights, and I said, whatever decision he makes, like I'm not telling him where to go. You know, he play whatever he wants, whatever he decides. Like you know, we had that we had that with Tim Corkery. You know, yeah, Tim, he had he had a big choice to make to be a county minor or to be a Leinster youth. Yeah, he went away. He went away on himself and made that decision. Yeah. And that's what I would, not an easy decision to make and kick any yeah. like. Yeah, mm-hmm. what I would say on that is, I don't say I don't tell anyone what to do, but what I do say is, you can play football in two years' time. You get two, maybe a three-year period to make it as a professional rugby player. So do you give that the opportunity, or it's your own choice? Then, like, you know, you make your own preference. Like, you know, it, once that door shuts, it's very, very hard to open it back up again. Absolutely. Um, absolutely, and Johnny, just. Uh, you were involved with the Southeast uh, teams and all that as well. Um, we were talking about it before we started recording. Uh, Tolo, Carlo, Kilkenny, uh, well populated in the Southeast team that were playing the Midlands today. Yeah, there were 14 lads out of 23 squad were Tolo, Carlo, Kilkenny. Uh, Kilkenny, or Carlo leading the charge there today with six, and Tolo and Kilkenny had four. All lads added something. All lads played very, very well. Um, some names just stood out to me there. Killian Moore stood out to me there. Uh, Donald Keeley. Sean Roberts and Fiona Hickey and Peter Burgess then from Tullow really stood up as well. Um, it was good to see a uh, really, really good performance from the lads. They had to work hard. The Midlands were very, very physical. Um, if, you, if you walked in there, didn't know the score, you would have thought, but just looking at the game, that Midlands were, were annihilating in the southeast, but it was actually in turn the other way around. So when we got to use our little brains and figure out we can't go through them, so we'll go over them or around them, uh, things started to fall into place. Um, but it was good. It was good, good hit out for the lads. That's two wins out of two now in the Shane Horgan Cup, and then next week, then uh, the Northeast they play then in the the last round. So it should be good now. Yeah, that's great. Love Sounds to me like he played rugby as it should be played. Yeah, he ran around right. lads and didn't try to go at, over. I was looking at thirty <laughs> minutes of lads just running that brick wall, saying to myself, "When are they going to figure out stop running <laughs> at them?" Like <laughs> this ain't working, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Work smarter, not harder, isn't it, hey, James? I suppose to say plan A doesn't work, try plan A harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, way, isn't it? yeah. yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, it must be delighted, Tom, to have uh, a good representation from Carlo in there as well. Yeah, thrilled, absolutely thrilled. Um and the guys have been working hard. they've been working hard um over the last couple of years and you can see the ones that are kinda kinda starting to, to really shine. Uh Killian's a superb player, absolutely superb player. And young Broderick's another, another like, the, but there's so many good kids to watch. Like, I would have loved to be up there. I hope to get down maybe and see some of the game tomorrow on the IT. The under 19s are playing tomorrow, 16, um, yeah. or 16s tomorrow. Yeah. Sorry, um, but I would have loved to have seen, I would have loved to be up there today for the matches. As we used to go up to a good few of them, and you got to see a lot of open rugby and lads just, just having a go, you know, which is mm-hmm. the way which every which sport should be. Absolutely, fire the ball around. Without a care, as they say. James, yeah. you had a couple of Kilkenny lads on that team as well. All looking well. Yeah, yeah we had the four. We had Donald Keeley, Sean Roberts, um, then two lads on the bench, Sean Dunn and James Hughes. For us, actually, the really big thing was to see James Hughes getting back. James has been out with a bad injury for a long time, so um, it was great to see him get back, get selected, you know. So, again, like, like every club, you know, it's, it's testament to the people involved and the people who helped them. And, there's four guys there in the squad, but there's another maybe 25 lads at Kilkenny who would love to be there as well, who are pushing these guys in the squad. 
you know, and pushing and, and their coaches are helping them be there and their parents or guardians or helpers are helping mm. them be there as well. So look for us, we're absolutely thrilled to see to, to see these guys getting through. We don't think we had anybody in around it for the last couple of years. And uh, it's progress, you know. So now the next objective for us is is primarily to get them through to adult rugby with the club. And um back to what we were saying earlier in the conversation, keeping them in the club. Yeah. That's the next step, of course, and that's another challenge in itself. Um, Johnny, it's all about the underage Leinster sides and that at the moment. Um, you're flat out with all that stuff. I hope you're keeping sunscreen on your face because the last he, time I was talking to you, it was fairly crisp. Just rephrase that. And Stephen, he's flat out. He's not flat out. Not flat out. He's just I'm doing more, up. I'm going ball, Stephen, but that's natural. It's not from stress. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, look at it, it is. It's it's enjoyable. And for me, especially this year, I, I kind of took a bit of a gamble and maybe two years ago and went into the coaching a bit more serious than what I had been doing. Um and it's been it's been brilliant and I'm learning off some really, really good coaches at the minute. But the Leinster setups are just they're just fantastic at the minute. Like we've one lad there with the Leinster eighteens, Adam Day. James Whelan got sent home to for some to stuff to work on, but blew out his knee in it in the trend as well so he was unlucky there but yeah it's they're busy it's great to see so many young lads from the southeast uh up representing the club there and whatever but it's been an enjoyable summer it's coming to an end now i've kind of a week or two left of it and then i'm uh, back to reality then <laughs> Down in the southeast though johnny we seem to be getting great return better return yeah, than, the yeah. other, than the other areas like yeah i think i think ben yeah. armstrong and corey and decky o'brien have a lot to, to say in that um to be fair, I'm not going to blow smoke up them or anything, but they've been very, very good. And Ben Armstrong is going to be a massive loss to the southeast for Leinster when he when he flies home to Australia. Well, he's leaving. Uh, yeah, he. Yeah. As soon as he gets a flight, um, he's waiting on a flight at the moment. As soon as he gets it himself, the wife and the kids are are moving back to Australia. He'll be a massive loss to the system okay. in the southeast, especially. He's been very, very good for them. Uh, he's very good to work with. He's very good to learn off. Uh, Corey. Carty's not a good guy there as well. He's with G and Carlo Tom, but he's also one of the main guys in the southeast. And so then, I'm not going to praise Decky O'Brien because I'm just not going to do it. But Decky is Decky. Anyone that knows him knows he he he's, he knows his stuff. He's he's picked some fantastic rugby players over the last mm-hmm. over the last thirteen or fourteen years, however long he's doing this job. Um, so it's good. It's a great system. We're getting a very good return, and it's a long way to continue. Absolutely. Lads, we're probably going to have to wrap it up there. Um, uh, thanks a million for joining us this evening. Uh, Johnny Tobin representing Tuller Rugby Club, uh, James Blanchfield, Kenny, and the president, or the new president, Carl Rugby Club, Tom Crotty. Lads, we'll do it all again next week. Um, go away and do a bit of study and come back to me. We'll try and find Stadium. something to talk about next week. We're, we're, we're a bit thin <laughs> on the ground at rugby at the moment. We're out of the column O'Shea, so... Um, there's, all, there's plenty of other bits and pieces uh, happening, I suppose, and coming up as well. And, uh, of course, the Leinster and all that stuff will be happening over the next weeks and months as well. But uh, in the process of getting ready for the Leinster League at the moment anyway and get, giving lads an old run out. Um, thanks a million, fellas. Cheers, Tom. Nice to meet you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, That's it from the Knock On Rugby podcast on scoreline.ie. Don't forget to visit scoreline.ie for more on rugby. And if you're into your GAA, we've got the Clash Act podcast. We've got all things MMA and lots more. Talk to you soon.